Hello, this is Robin Davis, President and CEO of Brown County United Way, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Robin, where we are staying grounded and keeping it local. During these podcasts, we invite our listeners to join us for authentic conversations with Brown County United Way staff, local leaders, and community members about topics that really matter to our community. As a nonprofit leader in the community, we hope to influence and inspire others to give, advocate, and work together on solutions to our most pressing community issues. So today we are on podcast number four in our series, and we're going to talk about Brown County United Way's vision for our annual day of action and how we're moving into an era of giving back to our community on a year-round basis. If you were with us um, during the last podcast, you heard us talk about um, June 21st as our day of action, a global effort that um, takes place with the 1,400 United Ways around the world, everybody coming together at the same time to, um, to harness that spirit of volunteerism and actually make an impact in our, um, our local communities. Um, my guests the last time were Jill and Miranda, our regulars, and we really talked a lot about the value of um, volunteerism and the fact that nonprofit organizations cannot accomplish their missions without um, the valuable input of volunteers. And we also talked about um, the fact that volunteerism is not just great for the organization, but it's also great for the giver, for the volunteer themselves and um, what that means to align your passion with your purpose. So um, again, we want you to keep in mind and keep looking for uh, more information on our day of action. That's June 21st, coming up pretty quickly. And today joining me for our podcast are two of our very dedicated and passionate volunteers, Tom Vandenberg and Diane Wilson. Thanks for being here with us today. Our pleasure. Yay. Um, so I'd like you each to take a couple of moments and just talk a little bit about yourselves, introduce yourselves to our listening audience. So, Tom, would you go ahead first? Certainly. Um, I'm originally from the Green Bay area. And apart from going to college in Indiana, I've spent most of my life in this community. Uh, my wife, Amy, and I have four children. Our youngest is uh, at DePier High School. He's got one year left. Uh, the two middle children are both in grad school, one starting a doctoral program in accounting at the University of Pittsburgh. Wow. And my daughter, uh, Megan, is starting her med school uh, career this uh, July at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Um, I am retired from Schneider, where I work probably an average of about 50 hours a week. And so I've, I've entered the more relaxed phase of my life a couple of years ago. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Tom. And Diane, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my husband, Charlie, and I, we've been living in the Green Bay area for about 24 years. Came here from the Detroit area. We both grew up in that area, and it was, it was a, a nice adjustment from the big city to Green Bay. Um, and it was good for our kids. Uh, they were the twins were 15 at that time, and our youngest David was 14. They might have a little different read on how wonderful that move was, but they've adjusted. 
And today they're married and we have five beautiful grandchildren that keep us very busy as we are both now retired, happily retired, I might add. Well, so I love these podcasts because you get to learn a little bit more about the folks that we interact with um, on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. So um, either one of you can go first, but would you just share with us um, what got you interested in volunteering? Diane, why don't you read off? Sure. It was my parents. Um, They were both so involved in a lot of faith-based volunteering. And of course, you know, from the time we were very little, they involved us. So between watching and engaging with them in fundraisers, visiting the sick and doing a number of different things, it just kind of, you know, became a norm for our family. That's what we did. And even today, my kids are now in their 30s. And during the holidays, every now and then, stories will come out with the memories of those times when we did volunteering. The times that went well and the times not so well. But um, all in all, they were great experiences and great memories. But it started with my parents. Wow, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Tom? Well, as I mentioned previously, I worked probably an average of 50 hours a week. And my wife works at St. Norbert College. All our children were involved in extracurricular activities, primarily hockey, with Megan figure skating, tennis, all very time-consuming. Um, and, uh, I know everyone's busy. I, I, I get that. Our neighbors have two wonderful children. One's eight, a year and a half old. The other is three years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm just amazed at how much time they require and how much energy they consume. <laughs> and, uh, I look back in, in my work career and I, I marvel sometimes at how we managed to do it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we weren't able to do uh, was um, devote much back to the community at large. I mean, we, we, we gave back, but it was more family-centric, mm-hmm. not so much community-centric. And I always told myself if I had more time, I, I would do more, and now it's time to put up or shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, thank you so much. So, Diane, would you share with us, how did you start volunteering here in the Greater Green Bay area? Well, you know, this it's kind of interesting because it was actually through work. Having relocated here, didn't know much about the community, but I worked for Ameriprise Auto and Home Insurance, and my leader, Ken Syak, was incredibly involved and passionate about the United Way. The campaigns were unbelievable there. Everybody got involved. They were a big deal. And he was so supportive for whatever you wanted to do, do. And it was all done by employees. So I got involved that way. And it was, it was so much fun. And that was the start of my volunteering here in Green Bay. And I stayed with the United Way the entire time I was working served on the board, served on committees here, and my passion grew as much as Ken's did for this organization. And then I branched out a little bit, and today I volunteer also for hospice, which is a wonderful, wonderful ministry. I also volunteer at St. Vincent Hospital. So, and and believe it or not, they all kind of tie together, because when I'm at St. Vincent, somebody will mention something about 
a person came in, I just had my baby and they were asking questions. And I said, oh, was that by any chance somebody from Community Partnership for Children? Mm -hmm. I don't know. They say, let me get out a brochure. And sure enough, it was. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how you start at the United Way, then you go out in the community and everything starts to pull together, which is the mission and the vision of the United Way. So that's how I started anyway. It was kind of this organization was my introduction to the community needs. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's great to um, hear the history and the background. I've only been here for two years, but it's it's really nice to hear uh, people's connections and their early connections as well. So, Tom, um, you said you didn't have a lot of time to volunteer until um, you retired, and now it's time to put up or shut up. So how do you put up? <laughs> <laughs> And then it went well. silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give myself a solid C plus to B minus. Um, I've been involved in a number of things. Uh, for example, one of the activities that I was asked to participate in is helping with the Tapir High School tennis team. And that has been far more time consuming than I would have guessed. Um, but it's, it provides its own sense of rewards, you know, in, in that regard, my earlier volunteer efforts were pretty ad hoc. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that has, has helped quite a bit is becoming involved with United Way and providing a sense of sort of structure and cohesiveness around, uh, around some of the efforts and to also provide meaningful volunteer opportunities that can, um, that are reflective of retirees' mm -hmm. interests in having flexibility and not being overscheduled. Uh, and it, it, there's a plethora of opportunities, and I'm I'm trying to take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for that, and thanks for that nice segue into um, Retired United. So, if you listen to our podcast number three, where we talked about our affinity groups, you heard from Miranda, and she talked about emerging leaders. And she talked about Retire United. So I'm going to ask Miranda to just give us a little overview um, so our listeners can understand what's involved. Yeah, um, thank you. So Retire United um, is a volunteer group um, and with the mission of maintaining the connection of retiring workers to so Brown County United Way, um, creating further awareness of United Way's mission and goals in the community and then um, supporting the periodic initiatives aimed at um, at benefiting and supporting those goals. So um, whether that's um, advocating for our blanket and diaper drives, um, supporting summer learning efforts, um, fundraising in some capacity for specific um, causes, they've kind of they're kind of tapping into all of it. So this group is. Um, is relatively new. It's about year two of, of solid um, of group activity. I think the, the initial conversation started um, a few years prior to that, um, but we have had a successful um, couple years of, like I said, supporting our, our blanket drive in January, um, supporting the diaper drive, which happens in the fall, um, and helping to distribute those diapers to local organizations um, as well as putting together a summer learning initiative. And 
um, supporting that gap period between um, the time that the doors closed for school for the summer um, and then when they reopen again in the fall time, supporting those learning activities. So you guys, um, they put together these awesome summer kits that included uh, play items, outdoor play. Um, we had uh, books in there. We had coloring activities, um, math and reading uh, activity learning books. Um, we had colored pencils, sidewalk chalk. I mean, there was a little bit of everything in those kits. And um, I know that we, it was amazing to be able to give those out to families and have them take them home for the summer. So um, yeah, the group is, is um, like I said, in, in development still, but we are, we're up and running and it's really fun to watch it kind of all unfold. Yeah, it has been exciting. Um, Diane, would you share a little bit with us about why you wanted to um, be involved with Retire United? Well, <laughs> I talked about my passion for the United Way when I was working at Ameriprise, and unfortunately, when I retired, I lost touch with the United Way. And all, but that that wasn't even the big thing. I not only lost touch with the United Way. I lost touch or an awareness of what the growing needs in the community were. The United Way was kind of my gateway into that awareness and that understanding of what the needs were and how great they were. When I got the call to participate on this team, I had talked a little bit about what would this team look like? What would this team do? And as Miranda shared, we put together a mission that has a goal to keep re people who are retiring connected to the United Way. And I thought that was really important because I had wandered off and I'm hoping I'm not the only one. <laughs> but this committee is really focused on how do we get people who are either retired or close to retiring to stay connected. Because if, if you're in the workplace, you're aware of the United sure. Way. So mm -hmm. to hold on to that. And at the same time, you know, to be made, to continue to be aware of what the needs are. Yes. And through Retire United, I think we all learned a great deal about Alice and her children. People who have jobs in our community but don't make enough to meet their basic needs. They need a hand up, they need some help. So becoming aware of this need and how big it is was once again an eye-opener to me, but it also told me that this is the problem with moving away from the United Way. You lose that sensitivity, compassion, and awareness of what's happening in your community. So when we put the mission together, it was to keep people, once they re as they're retiring, connected with the United Way, to focus on these folks who need a hands up by actually doing, contributing, and making a difference. And you can't ask for any more than that. But that's what has really excited me about this group. So we're looking for people who are going to be retiring in five, ten years, but people who are already retired to join us because this this is becoming an incredible, incredible venture. Wow, thank you so much for that, Diane. Um, and Tom, I know you mentioned a little bit um, in your earlier comments about why you um, wanted to become affiliated with Retire United. Is there anything that you wanted to add? 
Well, as mentioned previously, I worked at Schneider, and Schneider has long run United Way campaigns, and uh, I contributed financially to those campaigns, but I never had the time to be involved personally, and it was always something that was kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. And so um, why United Way versus some other organization or just continuing to do ad hoc things? Um, uh, frankly, I was, it was suggested that I, uh, that I become more acquainted with United Way by some of the other executives at Schneider as I approached retirement. Um, and the benefit of that to me has been, uh, even though I've lived in the community my entire life, mm -hmm. Perhaps that made me a little blind in the sense that I had no, I had I had uh, less than full appreciation of Alice. I knew the population existed, but I had no idea of the extent of its existence in the Green Bay area. Um, and it's it's really been uh, helpful to me to work with an organization that that has a community wide viewpoint and community-wide understanding of the resources, what is being done by other agencies and that sort of thing, and, and can help put all of it in a context for me that allows me to provide some volunteer efforts that are more targeted and mm. uh, I hope more effective. Great. Well, thank you for sharing. And so since we've mentioned Alice a couple of times, mm -hmm. for those of you that are, are new listeners, I'm gonna unpack that just a little bit. So Alice stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. And the focus of our refreshed strategic direction is all about how we can um, provide that hand up um, to families, individuals and families who have been, um, who would normally or previously have been viewed as being in traditional poverty, plus those who are struggling to make ends meet, even though they have one, two, or sometimes even three jobs. And in 2016, the first Alice report was issued that really um, quantified those who were still struggling and expanded our definition and opened up the eyes of the community as to the real, the depth, and the breadth of the need. In 2018, the, the uh, report was refreshed and really galvanize the direction that we're going in as an uh, organization and moving towards our community goal. And when I say our, I mean a goal that is owned by um, individuals, organizations, every sector of the community to see 10,000 individuals on the path to stability in 10 years. So our efforts are targeted towards that goal and we're doing it across our three spheres of influence, um, direct service to individuals, impact initiatives that will change systems, and then advocacy that will impact policy. Those are all things that we've been doing um, for many, many, many years, and we're getting better at telling that story, and we're getting better at targeting our efforts um, around those three spheres of influence because we have been at the forefront and worked collaboratively with moving the needle and we're going to continue to do so and volunteerism is one of the ways that we we can do that so thank you for giving us that segue to help um our listeners understand so what does all this mean and who is alice like, anyway i keep saying alice what does that mean um so 
Um, what do you, um, or will you share with us, what's been the most interesting part of your volunteer work with Retire United? I would have to say, um, as Robin did such an eloquent job of explaining Alice and her children, we have partnered, as is the mission, to collaborate with other organizations in the community to solve a need. We have partnered with Howe Community Resource Center, and it's been fascinating to me to hear all the work they are doing to support Alice's children that they serve through the Howe Elementary School. I mean, they are so involved in helping these children from making sure they have hats and mittens in the winter to making sure they have snacks during the school school week. And it goes so much beyond that. They also engage the families of these children. And it's just been amazing to me that this has been going on. And I, I personally thought to myself, gee, is this one of Green Bay's best kept secrets? Mm -hmm that this, this organization is doing so much for this elementary school. And what really excited me is when we sat down with Amanda from Howe and talked to her about how can we help you help these families. And it was interesting because I thought she would say they needed money. That was not her top priority. Her top priority was we need hats and mittens and diapers and people to serve meals and and we need awareness. So hopefully through this podcast, thank you all very much. I'm going to put a shout out to Howe Community Resource Center for the incredible work they are doing meeting the needs of Alice's children. But that that's been the biggest learning for me and the most exciting about the opportunity we have to support them. Great. Thank you so much, Diane. Tom, did you want to share anything? Um, the biggest learning is, has been the degree of, of people that are trying to do it right in the community, uh, but are facing challenges that are just daunting. Um, but these are people that are trying, you know, that are holding multiple jobs that are trying to do it right. And and uh, one of the more fun things about becoming involved in this has been, the, for me anyway, has been the physical activity. I worked as an attorney in, I was never in private practice. I was always in a corporate setting. And I, I've dealt with words and paper my entire life mm -hmm. and my and although I've done some ad hoc pro bono legal work mm -hmm. I like the physical activity the more tangible visible um, things one can do and working on the diaper drive and distributing the kits and that kind of stuff has just been rewarding but also just plain fun meeting the people mm -hmm. yeah getting to interact uh, not just sitting at a table discussing stuff, you know, or <laughs> writing stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's nice to see a tangible mm -hmm. result of your efforts. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And actually, all of this ties into podcast number three. So if you were listening, you heard um, you heard Jill talk about moving and um, the importance of volunteerism to get people up out of their chairs and away from their desks and out in the sunshine and actually um, engaging in that physical activity. Um, you heard us talk about um, being aware of the community needs. And um, 
I, you know, I used to say the same thing when I was at Freedom House, that the one thing that we needed more than anything was awareness, right? Because once you know the extent of the challenges in the community, that's when you want to give back, whether that's investing your time, talent, and treasure. So long as you um, are unaware of what's going on around you, then you don't see a need. Well, why should I give? Because we don't have a homeless problem. There aren't people who are hungry. Nobody needs diapers. Nobody, all of those things that we take for granted, your eyes are really opened up to when you um, volunteer. So what would you say um, to listeners who are wondering, so, you know, what's my next step? Like, what should I do if I want to get engaged? What kind of advice would you give them? Miranda, yeah. um, Diane, or Tom? Um, man, that's a great question. So I think the it all kind of starts. Um, I think Diane talked a little bit about, like, getting involved through your workplace. So a lot of times there is someone um, within your your workplace setting that may have some of those resources specifically for United Way. Um, visiting our website or our social pages, um, we post all of our um, volunteer opportunities and share about what both Retire United and other groups, volunteer groups for United Way are doing on uh, both of those feeds. So our, our website page and then also our um, social media, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Um, I would really encourage people to go out there and explore and see um, some of the things that we've done previously. And then obviously reach out to us, give us a call. Um, we have multiple ways you can reach out to us specifically at, here at United Way. So visiting our website, giving us a call. Somebody's always here to take your call. Um, and so um, we'd be happy to kind of discuss that. And um, I think too, it's really important to connect with your peers and, and people within your network and find out, um, you know, oftentimes getting involved in something on your own can be a little scary. Um, not knowing, you know, where to go to start volunteering, what that volunteer activity looks like, but um you know, connecting with a group of people, whether that's our group or another group in the community, I think that's really powerful in, in finding whatever that niche is, whatever that passion project is for you. I think that's really important to find that with other people. That's great. And I'm going to ask Miranda in a few minutes to give you the phone number that you can call. But I want to put a plug in for Retired uh, United because... If you're thinking that you would like to help these children and, and to partner with us on that, please give Miranda a call. We would love to have you join us. And even if you don't know anybody, we promise to make you feel very welcome and very engaged. So take that first step and reach out to us and we'll be happy to embrace you and get you involved in some really cool things that will will make a difference in our community. Miranda? Yes, so that number that you are looking for is 920-432-3393. Um, and that will get you um, con in, in touch with um, someone here at our office and um, we'll kind of, we'll pass around to the appropriate person um, based on what you're looking for, so. Yeah, absolutely, and say, I wanna volunteer. Yes. We'll get you connected. Absolutely. I would suggest you grab a buddy and show up for the day of action. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a great way to meet some of the people and to get something done. 
And if the weather continues like it has, it's it's a good way to get your feet wet. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's awesome, Tom. So we were waiting for the entire podcast for you to drop one of those wonderful uh, humorous lines that you were sharing with us before we started. <laughs> Thank you for bringing us back to Day of Action, June 21st. Um, that is the global United Way Day of Action. And it's also the kickoff for Brown County United Way's year-round engagement. Um, and that 10-10-10 um, project that we talked about, go to our website. Miranda will probably close us out with some contact information on how you can um, reach out to us to get more information about Day of Action. But that's going to be the kickoff again for our year-round um, engagement, right? Because volunteerism, we need that 365 days out of the year. Absolutely. Well, whatever the minus the weekends are, at yeah. least for United Way. <laughs> but there are other organizations that are that operate um, seven days a week, 24/7, and that's the that's the rallying point. But that's just the start for us. That mm -hmm. this is um, a new direction for us um, in alignment with our refreshed strategic direction that we want that engagement. We're not just the United Way that you expect come the fall. We are here 365 days out of the year working um, to unite people, resources, um, and uh, people and resources around the issues that are challenging our community. And we need you to do that. Um, and we need your investment of time, talent, and treasure as well. So, um, thanks for joining us today. Before we close, I'm going to have Miranda share with us once again how you can connect with us for um, Day of Action. And you don't have to wait until June 21st, by the way. Like, we're here now, and we can put you to work. You heard Diane <laughs> make that invitation? Yes, so we are. Um, so you can give us a call by calling 920-432-3393. Um, you can visit our website, browncountyunitedway.org. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I will link all of those uh, profiles for you in the podcast notes. So if you just scroll down below the audio file, you'll be able to see those. Um, and we would love to have you join us right now. So, <laughs> um, And then obviously for the Day of Action, we'll have all of those postings on all of those channels. Um, and you can sign up for whatever... Um, piece of volunteering that you either have time for or are interested in. Great. Well, thank you for that information. And thanks so much to our two guests today, Diane Wilson and Tom Vandenberg. It's been a pleasure to have you with us. And we want to thank um, the many, many, many United Way volunteers that continue to support us in living our mission 365 days a year, year after year. I mean, we're coming up on almost 100 years. That's Amazing. a lot of volunteers, um, and we could not do this work without you. Um, again, invite any of our listeners who've been inspired by um, this month's conversation on volunteerism to check out our website for more information on how to get involved. So stay tuned for our next podcast um, edition of Coffee Talk, Staying Grounded and Keeping It Local. This is Robin Davis along with our special guests, Tom and Diane, signing off for the day. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.